Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. A Southern Nightmare. I'm Jason Horton. I'm Rebecca Lieb. And this is Ghost Town. We can't really talk about haunted hotels without going to the South, which is why we have to talk about a house that's, for the last 350 years, has been full of all kinds of scary shit. Built on 600 acres of Louisiana farmland, the Myrtles Plantation was built in 1796 and called Laurel Cove by its first owner, General David Bradford, a loner Pennsylvania politician who went to Washington as deputy general. Just two years earlier, Bradford had become a prominent figure in the Whiskey Rebellion, a violent tax protest on the first federally taxed product of the United States, whiskey. In the aftermath of the Revolutionary War, George Washington wanted to see who was with and against the tax. Bradford was against, fled Washington, and there was a warrant out for his arrest. A giant story was made up about his flight, and this legend followed Bradford around and onto the plantation. According to Harriet Branton's book, David Bradford and His House, the story goes that on October 25th, 1794, cavalry came to capture Bradford, but he leapt from his rear window of his house onto a waiting horse and galloped off into the night. In a plains, trains, and automobile-style chase, soldiers followed him to the Ohio River, then battled him, he escaped, hopped on a rebel boat who was attacked by the pursuing soldiers, and the crew of the boat threw the soldiers into the river, pelting them with lumps of coal. As the soggy soldiers swam to shore, Bradford was freed, never looking back, and became a man of legend. The real story is much more boring. Bradford left Washington leisurely, went to Ohio, and then to New Orleans. He apparently didn't even want to leave, but the other leaders thought it was too dangerous for him to stay. He was discovered by some troops long after, and they just let him go. In 1797, Bradford's wife, Elizabeth, and children joined him in St. Francisville, Louisiana. Bradford at this point was a big national celebrity, to whiskey lovers and anarchists alike, and quickly got rich through his new plantation. March of 1799, he was pardoned by the new president, John Adams, and was home free for the rest of his damn life, which was only the next nine years. Bradford died in 1808, but his wife Elizabeth continued running the plantation until 1817, when she handed it to her son-in-law, also one of Bradford's law students, Clark Woodruff. 
Legend has it that during Woodruff's reign on the plantation, he had a relationship with a slave named Chloe while his wife was pregnant. Chloe became paranoid when Woodruff ended the affair, and he allegedly cut her ear off as punishment for eavesdropping. She wore a green turban to hide it. Chloe was pissed about this whole situation, supposedly baking a cake containing boiled oleander leaves, which are super fucking poisonous. The legend goes that she was either exacting revenge, understandable, or Woodruff took on a new mistress and she was pissed about that, also understandable. Some say she was attempting to redeem her position by actually curing the family of poisoning. But her plan backfired. Only Elizabeth Woodruff and two of her three daughters ate the cake and all died from poisoning. Chloe was then supposedly hanged by other slaves and thrown into the Mississippi River, either as punishment or to escape punishment by the Woodruff family. There's no real record of the story. It's really only legend. The real records reflect that Woodruff's wife and two daughters did die, but not by poisoning, but by yellow fever. When Elizabeth Bradford died in 1831, Clark Woodruff and his surviving daughter Mary moved and sold the plantation to Rough and Gray. Sterling remodeled the shit out of the whole place, doubling the size and filling it with fancy European furniture. It was then that the name was changed to the Myrtles after the plants that grew around the house. The Sterlings sold the place to a big Confederate guy, William Winter. But soon after the war, the house was looted. Five of his seven kids died, and Winter's fortune and name went down the drain. I guess he made some bad decisions investing in Confederate currency, the crypto of the Civil War. Winter sold the house and bought it back again in 1871, but was unceremoniously killed on the porch of his house for a reason I could not find. After being shot, he staggered inside the house and died on the 17th step, trying to climb the stairs to his bedroom. At this point, the plantation was heavily in debt and sold a bunch of times and eventually made into a B&B. We'll talk about the plantation's modern history and old ghosts after the break. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now... All you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. In the 1950s, the house itself was sold to Marjorie Munson, who was the first person to think the place was pretty haunted. At first, she realized the house was built on sacred tunica burial ground. Not good. And then she started hearing things. Still, it wasn't exactly a point of promotion, so she kept quiet about it. The plantation was sold a bunch of times again in the 1970s before being bought by Frances Myers and her husband. Myers was the opposite of Munson and really embraced this hauntedness, writing a whole book about the Myrtles Plantation and naming it as the most haunted house in America. According to Myers, the house had 10 deaths and 12 active ghosts. William Winter is the only official death recorded at the Myrtles Plantation, so I'm not sure about those other deaths. Winter is, however, the most popular ghost. Visitors, as well as employees in the hotel, still hear his dying footsteps. The 17th step, the one Winter died on, is said to be the source of the loudest noises. Then there's Chloe, the earless mistress of Clark Woodruff, and the dead Woodruff children who all roam the plantation house. 
There are lots of reports of children's voices and crying to that effect. There's also a famous picture taken by Myrtle's current owner in 1995 of the ghost of Chloe between two buildings. You can see her green turban, so you might know it's her. We'll put it up because it's very spooky. There is a grand piano that reportedly plays full chords on its own when nobody's around. There are orbs and auras and also reports of spirits touching people and giving them the sensation of being tucked into bed. There's a cloudy mirror in the hallway reportedly showing faces of the dead. First, people thought the mirror was just dirty, but when they cleaned it, and even when they replaced the glass, it was still cloudy. It shows women, children, and even the legendary general David Bradford. Because of it being on a native burial ground, a young Native American woman has been reported seen walking in the grounds. When the house was ransacked by Union soldiers during the Civil War, legend claims that three were killed in the house. Supposedly, there's a blood stain in a doorway, roughly the size of a human body that will not or would not come clean. Other legends say that the cleaners have been unable to push their mop or broom in that space. The plantation is also haunted by a young girl who died in 1868 after being treated by a local voodoo practitioner. She supposedly appears in the room in which she died and practices voodoo on herself and unsuspecting guests who are fast asleep in her room. In August 2014, the Myrtles Plantation had a bad fire, but the only parts that were damaged were the newer renovations. The original wood and home was left completely pristine. To this day, you can stay there. It is very creepy. If you ever want to go to rural Louisiana, I would highly recommend it. How many houses are the most haunted house in America? <laughs> or the- If you're an owner of a haunted house, you're going to say it's yours, right? Yeah, I guess there's no real litmus test for no. it. You can say anything. You could say this is the haunted desk. This is the haunted microphone. Most haunted microphone in the world. This is the most haunted MacBook Pro in the world. Right here in front of us. Steve Jobs. <laughs> Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. If you own a home, you know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start, but now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.